<laughs> hey guys, we are back. Welcome to Rankable episode 38. I'm your host as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPool Rank. Uh, I have a, two special guests. I actually have a co-host today, uh, our senior SEO analyst, Alex. How are you, brother? I'm great. Thanks for having me, finally. So thank you for joining only a year, and I've been dying to have you on. <laughs> but it's fun to have you on, brother. Your, your knowledge, I'm pretty sure that the audience is going to get a, a, a lot of information from you and, and learn a lot from both of you. So, And then we also have our other special guest. I'm honored to have you here today. Um, but she has over 20 plus years of experience in the SEO industry, worked for companies like Bruce Clay Inc., Terry Key, and also a plethora of experience working on the brand side. Um, currently, she's the director of global technical SEO at Automation Anywhere and was recently named um, by Search Engine Land as one of the top 13 women who are shaping the SEO industry. So I, I'm proud to introduce and, and happy to have you on. I'd like to introduce our special guest, Tammy Wood. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm blushing. You can't really tell, but I'm blushing. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I'm going to send you that clip. So everywhere you go, you just enter. <laughs> okay. I'll just run it on a loop just for yeah. my ego, like nonstop. I'll be good. I'll send it to friends, neighbors. There you go. Conference entrance music. Exactly. I should bow when I come in. Oh, by the way, here I am. Um, no, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm slightly nervous, so excuse my fumbling. Um, you're, you're, you're great. I'm, I've been crazy lucky in my career, uh, insanely lucky uh, when I stumbled on SEO before it was even SEO. Um, and that's pretty much the joke. It was about 1995, mid-1995, which, you know, where there was horse and wagon and mud streets and stuff. And somehow I stumbled into internet marketing. Um, and I've just been insanely lucky ever since. Every job I've learned, I've grown, I've taught, it's it's been great. And I'm not going to stop. So there you go. <laughs> never go stop. That's it. it. It's a pleasure to have you on. Like I, once I've seen, I know me and you have I had our conversation through, you know, offline and stuff like that. As soon as I saw any type of notoriety, anytime I'm like, there goes Tammy, she got another one. <laughs> and we had our funny conversation. So it's, it's really an honor to have you on. And for all the audience, everybody watching, thank you for tuning in again. For today's episode, we're going to talk about preparing for the core web vitals, right? So if you're not an SEO, you're probably like, Jared, what the heck are you talking about? Why is this important? And what are we what are we doing? So let me just give you a quick intro, and then we'll go into explaining what this means for your brand, what does it mean for your website, what are some things you can do to future-proof your website for future updates, and hopefully you get a lot out of it and can implement. So just from the top. So core web vitals essentially are just a set of specific factors that Google considers important in a web page overall user experience. So they're made up of three specific page speed, user interaction measurements, which are our largest content pull, um, content full paint, which is what is the time that it takes for the largest image on your page to load up, first input delay, and cumulative layout shift. So in short, what core web vitals are is just a set of factors that Google, that will be part of Google's page experience score. So if you guys want to continue ranking and want to give your website the best chance to rank, these are some factors that you should absolutely be taking into consideration. And we've got two experts here today. We're going to dive into it and we're going to give you some actionable items. So I think the, the best place to start is, so how do, you, how do you guys feel about the postponing the update? So for those who don't know, <laughs> postponed it several times and we're saying because most of the websites wouldn't be prepared for such a shift. So I'm curious, what do you guys think about the update? And um, does it suggest it's going to be less dramatic of an update when they, you know, since they've been so loose on the dates? Go, go for it. 
Uh, you want me to answer first? I was actually hoping Tammy would answer. So like, piggyback. Uh, <laughs> I know I, I don't want any biased uh, answers from Tammy because uh, I I have a ton of respect for her twenty years of experience. Uh, yeah. So from my point of view and my two senses, it just it just sounds like a like a high school kid asking for like a project extension like for a second time. <laughs> so uh, either they don't have everything properly wrapped up on their end or they are still figuring out how to not make it a dramatic shift. So they already tweaked the CLS score. They already capped it out at, I think, like a 75th percentile. So like you yeah. wouldn't get like super dinged for having bad CLS score. So um, my hunch is that they, they want this update to go roll out, but they don't want it to be dramatic. They don't want a bunch of hate mail. They don't want a bunch of uh, people uh, around the world saying, you just destroyed my business. Uh, and they want it to be as seamless as possible. And obviously, uh, people generally like to have more time to prepare for things. So anytime things get pushed back, uh, it gives people a little more breathing room. So uh, it's a win-win. But uh, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is this going to be a big thing at this point? <laughs> when it rolled out, when the announcement came out and everybody started to panic in the industry, obviously, you know, Twitter, blew, we all blew up, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness, what is this? Um, I was I was not panicking. It has been a thing for years. Make yeah. your website fast, make it user friendly. The only thing they've done now is assigned dimensions to what they expect to see, right? CLS and, and all of that. Um, so I didn't panic. The more that came out about it in the industry and the more we were talking about it, the more articles that were coming out, I still was not panicking. And the reason why is, is if you have a found out foundationally strong website, yeah. it can take this. The one, the, there are several good takeaways from it. Uh, I believe that a lot of people on the front end are not aware of largest contentful paint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or see, or cumulative layout shift. You're not aware of that because we're so used to as users to have a website be responsive and, and do what we expect. We don't see the little shifts. We don't see the movement too much because we're used to high quality responsive design since what? 2017, 2016? Yeah. Um, something like that. So I didn't really panic about it. Um, the, the next thing, quite honestly, why they pushed it back. I think they pushed it back uh, because this sounds terrible, but I think they want to be really transparent. Listen, this is going to be a thing. It's been growing. It's been kind of a part of our page load speed when we introduced you to Lighthouse. It's coming and it's probably rolling out a little bit at a time combined into everything else. Uh, and because even Danny uh, Sullivan said on Twitter, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, I'm sure you do, uh, said that it's going to be June to mid-August, uh, that it's going to fully roll out. So that's a lot of time to see a lot of change. For sure. And I would love to ask you a, a question to piggyback off what you just said, because you said, really, if you have a good foundation to your website, if you have a good, you know, if you implement a good SEO strategy, you should be able to take the hit. So for SEOs who are, let's say, junior, just getting started, and they're looking at their domain right now, how would they tell if they're kind of you know, foolproof and able to take the brunt of this update? That, I mean, that's a really good question. So you can start out with Lighthouse, right? Mm -hmm. Take those numbers out of the gate. It's built into the Chrome developer thing. Mm -hmm. Get with your dev team. 
walk through these things, GT metrics, use tools, yeah. find out what's screaming for a need and look into that. If it doesn't align with the three core vitals, cool, fix it anyway, because it's broke. Yeah. And, and I mean, start there, look at the back end and really for any sort of SEO person, I'm, I, my focus is technical SEO, but trust me, I've done it all. Um, some better than others, technical being better than others. To be there, you, there you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Expert in everything. Um, but yeah, get with your dev team weekly, every two weeks, get with your dev team, read an article, try to educate yourself on, on this whole concept, not specific to those three things, but to the user experience and the UX design as a whole, your developer is going to be your best friend when it comes to implementing these back end UX things, honestly, yeah. they, they really are and learn from them, learn the lingo so you can boss them around better. <laughs> Absolutely. And another one for you guys, for anybody who's like new to SEO, another free resource you can use is just PageSpeed Insight. So that will give you absolute quick, you put it into input your, your URL, whatever.com, and it's going to show you these three metrics. It's going to show you your page speed for mobile and desktop. And it just gives you a view of what you can be doing to optimize. So it's going to give you a really clear view. So always keep that in mind. Um, I look like you can say something. Tack on one more. Uh, go check out Google Search Console because they have a report specifically for Core Web Vitals and it'll even list out the pages that it applies to. So uh, instead of just saying, well, generally we need to improve our cumulative layout shift, it'll say like, well, here's 10 pages where it's horrible. And you can go with that information to your developers and say, like, here's where we need to work. Just, yeah. So that's, that's another thing too with this metric is they are saying it's groupings of URLs. It's not specific. So you can't just fix your homepage and go, Woo, we're good. You got to fix it all. You, you can't pick and choose what you want to um, with that. And that's a really, that's a really good point. Also uh, in a, it's going to include some no index files. So if you have a ton of content on your, on your server, on your site that you're not serving to Google, you really need to evaluate that. Is that offering any value at all to yeah. your user? Because if it's not, let's do something about that. Let's clean up. Let's clean up the technical debt that you may have um, in your in your content. Absolutely, and and just just to keep it top of mind, everyone listening, right? You should always be thinking about anyway when you're thinking about building your website, when you're thinking about building your content, when you're building out your keyword list. Think about your users first. What's best for your users? If you keep that core mindset or that core principle in mind, like you're going to succeed, right? You're going to understand, you know, what would be best for you, right? Right now, attention spans are like this. We all know this, right? So if you don't have the right experience, you're leaving up an opportunity for your competition to come in and swoop in and get your traffic and get your conversion. So please keep that in mind, guys. And I, I would love to ask you too a question because I get this on the sales time of sales calls all the time. Why is there such a disconnect between devs and SEOs? I feel like devs are like their own island. SEOs have their own thing. Never a perfect marriage. So, what can you do if if I'm SEO, I'm struggling to talk to the dev team? How can we get ahead of this, right? And what can I do to make sure they're thinking about these things? Yeah. So the disconnect happens from just creating an extra level of work and an extra level of things to worry and stress over. So obviously, everybody has their own KPIs. This is just going to be nature of the game. If you're a writer. You're not thinking of like, oh, how do I optimize the title tag? You should be, but you're thinking, how do I hit my goals? How do I hit my uh, art, number of articles per month or something like that? And same thing for, the, for developers. They have a queue. They have a huge backlog usually. They're yeah. working through things like they were put in that backlog last year, 
and they're always behind. So if you add another layer of things to uh, to worry about and address, like SEO, obviously it's gonna be some pushback. Now, overall, what's good for SEO generally is good for the overall brand. And it's a matter of uh, pivoting the conversation towards, you're not just working to like uh, make the site like functional or like appease like the CTO of your company. You also wanna help the brand. So uh, if you're trying to improve the site, uh, think think bigger. And SEO does, in, in fact, help uh, the overall uh, pro product. And it's not just like, uh, well, let me just push some code live and that's my job. Yeah. So uh, trying to... Yeah, to bigger issue, right? If you just push code live, like they can yeah. significant ramifications behind it. Yeah, that. yeah. You want to see eye to eye. Ultimately, like, uh, it's they're just people. So, like, you're not trying to, like, uh, make their life harder. Uh, and ultimately, you just have to explain like what, where you're coming from. It's yeah. not that uh, you want to boss anyone around. Egos will, some egos will happen. <laughs> so you have to uh, uh, be aware of that. So if somebody who's like, "Up, oh, Tammy, you have you have a lot of things to say right now." I'm just talking. No, I have a big ego. Somebody ego, like my ego gets in the oh, way. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, I try to put that aside. I try to be like, "Look, I know you know things I don't know, and I know things you don't know. Like, let's work together on this." Uh, the ultimate goal is the same, which is trying to uh, improve the bottom line or improve traffic, improve user experience. Uh, that KPIs might not always align, but ultimately, like I'm trying to help you, and you're trying to help me. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I I I completely and totally agree with you there. I think it happens. Uh, there's communication silos in between departments based on people's you know KPIs as well as their workload that we can't see. Yeah. Uh, how I balance that, and I'm really in a lucky position to have dedicated dev teams for SEO. And I, I get to create tickets for them. How I create these tickets, I think, is how I get things pushed through. I make it very, very simple. If three things need to be done to one URL, I put it all in one ticket. You're in that code already. I'm going to make it just as easy as I can for you to help me yeah. and make you look good. Uh, additionally, Honestly, talk to them, ask them, ask them questions, learn their language, learn, learn what JavaScript means, learn what Ahrefs is, you know, look at the code and embrace, embrace the code because you're going to learn something as well. And it's very, very beneficial to know how to code, you know, or to at least, and I can't code per se, but to at least analyze it, quickly look at it and go, oh, I see a, an issue here. Yeah. I can I can address this issue. Mm -hmm. But as as you said, I agree. They they are busy. Dev yeah. teams on sites are busy. And yeah. it's trying to make them their job as absolutely easy as possible to make me to make my job look better. Yeah. yeah and a bit on a personal level, just don't treat them like tools. That's uh, also a big problem. People just use them as like a means to get to an end that they want. Uh, nobody likes that. If somebody comes to you as an SEO and says like like go SEO my site. That's that's not very nice to hear. You want to have like an actual conversation. Like you want to hear questions, uh, show interest in their work, show interest in their workload, uh, re relate to them. Honestly, like just because it's a colleague and you want to keep it professional doesn't necessarily mean you have to like treat them like uh, someone to offload work on. Exactly. Uh, you know what's surprising to me when I have these conversations is that they don't have, at least most organizations don't have a process in place for the SEOs and devs. So if they're gonna like, if you're gonna make these changes to a, a title tag or whatever, a uh, a piece of code implementation. There should be processes and things you have to check off in order to do so. Because in how you present that to the devs is 
if they present a, a piece of code that goes live and it messes up the entire website, traffic's not coming in, conversions aren't happening, that makes everyone look bad, right? Okay. So try to put something in place or some sort of process that you guys can check off those boxes and everybody's tail is covered, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I also ask, I ask questions. Yeah. I do, I'll ask, like, um, if I'm not seeing anchor text. Yeah. I should be, I can see it in the code, why am I not seeing it in the wild? And I'll ask, I'll send out an email and go, I'm seeing something very strange, can you educate me on this? Because I don't wanna put in a ticket and waste your time. And um, that I have found to be very, I've learned a lot from that, actually. So it, just engaging with them and saying, I'm open to learning what you, what you need me from me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and be I'm, transparent on your side as well, because uh, a lot yeah. of SEOs want to uh, hoard all this information. A lot of developers are very intelligent. I would say I've never met one uh, that uh, hasn't been very open to learning a little bit of SEO. Maybe I'm just lucky. But honestly, if you explain why you're trying to get things done, they're, they're all ears and they pick up new languages all the time. And SEO could you could technically say it's just another language to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and quick question back back to the CWV, right? Well, who should be most worried? Like what brands or what websites should be most worried about the core web finals? There's specific vertical that it'll impact more so than the others, is like e-commerce uh, uh, bad or the publishers. Who would be most affected? I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know for sure at all, but I believe there's uh, I think e-commerce is going to struggle just with how the platform or the um, CMS systems are with the amount of products and the changes and it could easily, easily, easily miss something and make an error down the road. Obviously, because this is focused in groups of URLs. So if you mess up a category or something like that, you could you could really um, suffer from it. The other one across the board that I think will suffer with this is uh, websites that had amazing SEO like four yeah. or five years ago, did everything they were supposed to do, and they've just been scooting along, just doing just fine, <laughs> and boom, here we are now. And I think there's going to be a panic if indeed this does hit at one specific time or another. So um, where they don't have they don't have an expert on staff, I think they're going to be uh, struggling to find somebody to help them. What, 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 curious, what, what do you do if, it do if that does happen, right? So say we've been scooting along the past three, four years, our conversions are, are pretty stagnant. We, we know what we're going to get month over month, week over week, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. What is step one? What do you do? I'm just curious. You call the person that did your SEO previously, because that's the only SEO you probably know. Yeah. Uh, but no, hire somebody. You got to hire somebody. You got to hire somebody to come in. You have to change your focus that this is not going to go away. This being part of the core update as it goes forward, which you guys know what three or four times a year um, that really hit you hard or, yeah. you know, give you a positive hit. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be done. It's got to be taken care of. So uh, I would recommend now anybody, any company out there that doesn't have an SEO on staff or, doesn't have a consulting relationship with an SEO or isn't aware of this going on, get butch feelers out because yeah. this is going to be a thing. And you have to put a filler out to Jared Thomas and I pull rank. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
Well, if you're not sure at this point, you definitely should start uh, checking what your scores are looking like. So don't assume that it, just because your site loads fine, that everything's fine. Uh, a lot of these scores are measured on mobile devices and not necessarily the best mobile devices because we're trying to basically uh, assume the worst case scenarios here. We're trying to make sure that people who don't have access to the best internet or the best in their mobile phones can actually access and see your site. So if you're just like browsing on your latest machine and you think like, oh, everything loads here, like just take a look at all your scores. And if you don't know how to find them, uh, read up on it. And if you're still not sure, definitely reach out to Jared. <laughs> Appreciate you. I wish I had an air horn. I need some sound effects here. I gotta take this to the next level. Flash the emails. Flash the email on the screen for everybody. Call me. Get an eight hundred number. Yeah. Missed an opportunity there, Jared. I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm messing up, Tammy. I'm messing up. But uh. Another question. This was actually a good one, Alex. Alex, you brought up, right? So, how big will the backlash in the SEO community be after all the work people are doing to prepare for this update results in minimum change? Will people be even more mad if this is a huge update and the SERPs completely change? I think that's a great two-part question. What are we going to be mad about? Yeah, I think no matter what happens, people are going to be mad. So, <laughs> if if it's like if it's like a a dud, then all the people who are like yelling at their developers for the past year to get this done are going to hear from their developers who are like, well, where are the tra where's the traffic? Uh, and people who didn't get anything done, uh, if this is a big change and they, and they tank, then they're going to be mad, like saying like, well, I've been working on my site. It's, it's been number one for whatever keywords. And now this uh, nonsensical update just like tanked my site and I lost my income. So either way, Google's going to lose. Uh, which is why I understand why they try to be like so coy about everything, roll it out slowly. Uh, they're learning from their past mistakes. But uh, yeah, I think people are going to be mad. There's not going to be like, there's, I don't see a scenario where people are just like, oh, this was perfect. <laughs> I don't think that ever. It's going to be losers for sure. Yeah. You got to just hit the spot. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Can I have some more? <laughs> I, I don't think SEOs are going to be upset at all, to tell you the truth, because the nature of our industry is, I mean, I know more today than I did yesterday. And that's just the nature of it. Uh, you have to continually roll with the punches. It's 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 an, an amazing industry to continue learning and, and uh, never a dull moment. Um, I do think, obviously, there's no way for Google to win in this, but Google never wins in this. It's always Google's fault. It's never... It's never anybody's fault but Google's. We have to blame them. Um, I personally don't. Uh, I don't blame Google, obviously. I think it's a, the one thing that I learned on day one of working with Bruce Clay, and I don't know if anybody here has worked with him or not, but the, the introduction, he said, the very first thing that you need to know is Google is a for-profit company. She is not here for you. Yeah. does not care about you or your business cares about their business and their revenue. So when you keep that in mind, you have to do things that make your client's website or your website look good, make Google look good because Google wants to look good. Doesn't care about anything else. So when you design it, uh, when you do your site and you do it for users, not search engines, but for users, really great content, really strong user experience, really beneficial and a fun place to be, then Google's going to say, look, 
I want, I'm giving you this URL and, and the number one position because this URL makes me look good for your query. That's a great. All of it, all of it is that. That's SEO right there. Do all of that. And then, you know, give me a call later. Yeah, and make sure we clip that. That was, <laughs> we got, that's going on social. That's really good. I've said I've said that before, but um, that's that's really what it is. Is, is when you do remember, um, Google's not here to serve us. It's a free service, and uh, we're in her world, and we've got to play by those rules. So true. I, I would love to hear it because I'm I'm not an SEO. I'm somebody who understands it and sells it. I would love to understand from you guys, like what is the biggest what is the biggest mistake that you've made from an SEO perspective, and how did you recover? I would love to let's just have some fun with it. <laughs> like what is like one thing you're like, oh no, I can't believe I did it. And how did you how did you get back? Biggest mistake. So many. So many. I've made so I've I've made so many mistakes over the years. One I did do when WordPress first came out and I was a SEO consultant. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was I was working, I don't even remember. It was like a startup in San Francisco or something. And blogging was just now a thing. And um, it's been that long. Yes, I'm, I'm really that old. And I was like, oh, well, I could do that. Log into the back end. Oh, this looks super easy. I deleted the entire blog. The entire blog. Didn't notice it for three days. Client calls me like panic, thinking they had done it. And I'm looking at it going, I know I did that. That was totally on me. And I had to say, mm. that's not on you. I did that. And and they fired me after I fixed oh, it. Boy. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wow. It's okay. It makes sense, right? I wasted three three days of their time because I made oh, wow. a mistake. And I didn't verify oh, wow. it. I didn't double check it. And I should have. But I've never made that same mistake. That's quite the learning experience. Biggest, that would be my biggest fear of being an SEO. That would be like, I would, I would, I would be in my own way. I know me. <laughs> yeah, I would open everything. I yeah. had to admit it. I couldn't let them take the blame. Um, I knew exactly. As soon as they emailed me and I pulled it up, I knew exactly what I had done. I knew that it was indeed on me. And, and they were saying that they had done it. And I was like, no, you didn't do this. I, I broke your site. <laughs> I'll fix it. And then, you know, mm. if I be Oh man, no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> um, I actually have to go back to the biggest mistake all the way back to my first job. And uh, for reference for my very first SEO world was link building. So that's just a mistake waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, so we were doing outreach, uh, a lot of outreach, uh, trying to get our uh, sites uh, to get links. Uh, writing content uh, on these external sites and getting a link back. And at some point, and honestly, I think it might have been actually my supervisor, but there's no way to tell for sure. We built links from uh, a set of sites uh, to all our clients, and we all got a manual penalty. They all got it. They all got the, like, fell into the sandbox, lost all the traffic tanked and we were just like all right reconsideration requests that doesn't work at all like we were all we were trying really hard but it was just like wow 
It, it, wow. it happened across all the clients too. That was the sad part because like the sites looked really good, and I guess the fact that like they were really good meant and they were like selling links uh, meant that a lot of people probably were buying those links and eventually just got caught. Um, and yeah, it's unfortunate. And honestly, even my first role, I was just like thinking, are we doing something wrong here? I know I'm not an expert yet, but like I feel like they were trying to game the system. And yeah. sure enough, eventually uh, it was a hard lesson for us to learn. Goodness. It's a good one to learn, though. Yeah. It, it's, you know, now you know. Even though, and it's so hard uh, when you belong to these forums with, you know, Black Hat and all of that. Mm -hmm. It is so hard to watch your competitors effortlessly take the take the first in, you know, through three positions. And you are doing it all right. You're ticking all the boxes. You're doing all the work. And you are not moving. Yeah. It, it's really infuriating. And, you know, you're boss is asking you and your clients are asking you and you have to literally say, have I done everything I possibly can? Is everything in the works? And I just need to be patient. And you just have to wait it out while your competitors out there buying links and PBN yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> and all of this. And, and it's frustrating, but in the long run, in the long run, you will have a stronger foundational website. Yeah with SEO best practices and you will not get hit with a penalty. Yeah. If you follow the rules. This is still, uh, this was the end, almost the end of the wild west days of SEO. This was just when Google said like, look guys, if you pay in any way for a link, that's black hat. So uh, this was kind of a remnants of those uh, past tactics. And obviously we uh, got a nice reminder that we probably shouldn't do it anymore. Penguin was hard. Yeah. Penguin hit a lot of people really, really hard. Um, I had a lot of my sites actually get hit by Panda because duplicate content wasn't an issue. So there would be the same content across four four domains. And I'd be like, it's all great contents, different domains. We're fine. We weren't fine, mm. turns out. But Penguin hit a lot of uh, companies hard. I yeah. actually successfully did rec reconsideration requests uh, for the links. Um, oh, nice. There's There's a way to do it. If you want, I'll let you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a lot of cleanup and disavowing, and uh, obviously, we did all we could to uh, make sure that we like come clean with it. But honestly, I think they, they it probably came back. It does this start coming back eventually? But ultimately, like the ding was so big that the client was just not pleased. Oh mm. man, yeah, I'm um, so sorry. I, I do want to know though, Tammy. I'll I'll hit you up offline. <laughs> yeah. It's that really, it's like a six step thing, but it's been really successful. I had a client that had like 600,000 links and they were just horrible. Uh, and the, um, it took three times, but I was able to get it done. And, nice. and I do, I've done it since on smaller issues uh, where there is a very specific manual penalty. There is a way to do it. Awesome. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Offline. Yeah. Sure. So we, we are time. I, ju I just want to say thank you both, right? Because I, I didn't realize we was at the 30-minute mark. I've just been enjoying the conversation. But um, Tammy, thank you again for joining. You know, thank you for being a friend of the company, a friend of mine. You know, we're always rooting for you. I love seeing all the amazing things you do and looking forward to all the amazing things you will accomplish in the future. So thank you again. Thank you so much. It's been great fun. It was really nice to get with both of you. Yeah, yeah and I got to give props to uh, Jared for attention to detail. I see that Seattle Mariners hat. <laughs> I'm just saying, I try a little bit, but thank you too.
I didn't think we were going to have you on, man. But thank you again, brother. It's an absolute pleasure working with you every day and learning from you, man. So thank you for joining and giving the audience some good tidbits and some gems. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, thank you both. Thanks, Sammy. For everyone joining next week, we got a great episode for you guys next week about why you should start a podcast as a brand, right? What are the benefits? So we're going to go through each step by step and give you guys the tips of what we've done and hopefully you, you succeed. But thank you both again. Hope everybody has a great week and we'll see you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.